Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is our episode 62, Gremlins 2, The New Batch. A group of nasty old gremlins wreak havoc in a skyscraper. Better than last week's fuck up, isn't it? (laughs) 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 That is completely right, though. That's like on the bunny of what it is. Yeah. So, um, this was, uh, for for some reason, I thought we were going to start our Christmas run, a bit like last year. And for some reason, I I chose Gremlins 2, which isn't a Christmas film at all. Um, But Gremlins was. So, sorry, guys. It could have been the Polar (laughs) Express, I suppose. Um, <laughs> so, that should definitely be on this list to yeah, watch yeah, this yeah. Christmas. Definitely a horror film. <laughs> yeah. That is it's kind of that's quite scary at times, isn't it? <laughs> the animation, especially. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got Larry with us. Um, hello, Ewan's back. Um, hello, feeling a bit better, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- took a took a day in bed, but otherwise it was it was good. It was quite a short episode last week. Um, as we all know that Suspiria was one of your favourite films and you were dying to do it, and it was your choice. Um, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Jess, Jess was so confused by the whole thing. It was unbelievable. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, she didn't have much to say, did she, really? so No, nah, we, we all kind of agreed that the music... It's amazing. Um, yeah. ...was like there's the, a, a huge standout and like the cinematography. Mm. Um, I think we kind of... And, like rounded it up to say that it's it's good, um, just requires effort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it but, does require yeah. effort. That's something I'm lacking normally with movies. Is is my brain switches off? It gets confused. Yeah. But I um, I tended to prefer that to like uh, the original Suspiria because I feel like. It's completely opposite feelings, isn't it? With the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. with the first Suspiria, you can turn your brain completely off, and it's yeah. it's pretty much the same yeah, experience. Whereas you like can. the second I one is just like it's much more thinking involved. Yeah, I got I got the first one, and then I was wondering whether I missed lots of the first one because the second one was so different in yeah, places. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I did miss anything. So, so this is a the Gremlins Gremlins two anyway. So the new batch. Um, so it's a 1990 sequel to the 1984 film Gremlins, directed by Joe Dante um, of The Burbs, which is a favourite of mine. I think I watched that most years. I think I, I hit that one. And The Howling um, had a budget of $30 million and a box office of 41 Now, I thought this would, would have done a lot better than that, considering how much of a success the first one was. Um, Rotten Tomatoes... I'll go with, I'm going to tell you that the, that the critics gave it 71%. So what do you think the audience gave it? I'm not I'm not sure if the audience uh or at least at the time they did they didn't like it that much. Um so I might say 55 maybe. Yeah, you you're pretty you're pretty close. You uh, 50. Yeah, so 50. it's 50, 57. So mm. I get that. So. I think I liked 57% of the film. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so it starts that Galligan as Billy again, Phoebe Cates as Kate, um, mm. and Christopher Lee as Doctor Cushion Cafeter, mm. <laughs> which I is an amazing name. <laughs> um, no, I, I just lo- I just love just sort of a small point on on just Christopher Lee being there. Yeah, I, I, I it, it, it's it's that thing where I mean I I. I 
for the record, I do I do like the film, but yeah. obviously it's it's ridiculous and baffling and uh, just completely crazy. But the great thing about Christopher Lee is he he just he just completely goes full hundred <laughs> percent in what, on whatever he does, <laughs> and I just it was so great just to just to see him there. It was, it was good. He he was great yeah. in it, and and the other guy I thought was great was the guy I suppose he's the one who owned. The, the the skyscraper. Um, I can't remember what his name was. Um, uh, cl- cl- um, clamp. Is yeah, it clamp? clamp. I thought clamp. he was yeah. amazing. Actually, I, I quite enjoyed his performance. He he made me laugh and pretty much every. He was so nice as well. I was expecting mm. something else. Um, well, he was uh, he was loosely based on. I mean, this was different times, obviously, but it was based on um, Donald Trump. Um, that kind of. You know, business tycoon at the at the top sort of situation, so that makes it sort of. A well, bit, I can see Donald Trump now. being a, a bit more uh, not as nice. Is that a good? No, word? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, um, <laughs> a bit more, a bit, little bit more ruthless. I would have thought. Um, mm. So the first comment I really made about this film was: I just wrote this film makes no sense, um, <laughs> and it was kind of like a cartoon. And I know it started with a cartoon, Bugs Bunny. Um, like to explain who that was to my son. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, he knew who Hulk Hogan was, but he didn't know who Bugs Bunny was. Do you know what I mean? Excellent. Oh, priorities. Yeah. <laughs> See, it was just like just. It was like they were making up as they went along. I think wasn't it mm. this film? Really? I, I don't love know. it. Was it? I yeah, it, it, so it is much. fun. It's a lot of fun, but do you think there was actually that what we watched was actually scripted like that? I this is only me guessing because I don't know. There might be actually some fact behind it, but I think after the first one, and it's only my opinion, but I think they took it in the direction that because they could have done a very straight sequel where you know you go bigger and just have them in the skyscraper, and it's kind of similar to the first one where it had some comedy. But they were taken, I guess, more sinisterly and and creepy. Whereas I think in this one, I think they just embrace the concept because it's just so dumb if you think yeah. about it on the outset. And I think they just looked at every avenue and went, "Let's just go batch it to the wall, crazy with it. Like, let's have one that's a brain scientist and just yeah. can <laughs> yeah, speak, yeah. and then have one that's a there's one that's a bat. One yeah, that I wrote them all bat. down. Yeah, <laughs> spider." There's yeah. a, an electric one, which confused me even more. Oh, I don't man, know how that all works. Yeah, that was... um, <laughs> amazing. I mean, but this There's... is but this this is the thing, really, is that I um I, I looked up on the sort of history of the production, and apparently Joe Dante for years kind of um, resisted doing a sequel to Gremlins, even though the studio really wanted him to do it, um, because obviously Gremlins did, did really well at the box office, um, and he resisted um, until they sort of decided to give him full creative control and it's hilarious to think of a, you know a movie like gremlins 2 uh, that demand for creative control almost is is quite a baffling thought really yeah. but you can definitely see that through the whole film it's just like let's just do whatever the fuck we want and just not care <laughs> about any, any sort of boundaries or whatever i mean they, you know halfway through they even just like <laughs> they, they cut the screen completely and 
have it in a cinema and say, oh, well, yeah. the projections, the projections interrupted. And then Hulk Hogan stands up and just says, put on the movie. And it's just like, yeah. what is happening? What's going yeah. on? But I think that's just, I think that's the key. I mean, it was funny because I watched this on Tuesday night and I was, I was really tired because I'd just been like, you know, day at work and whatever. I was thinking, I just need something. I, I just hope, I just hope this isn't like, <laughs> too demanding <laughs> i don't know <laughs> gremlins was this too, your I first viewing yeah, yeah yeah i'd never seen it before. oh my god that must have been magical <laughs> yeah and i and i was i was i was so confused about my reality because i was so tired i didn't okay. i didn't understand what was yeah. going but i really enjoyed it. i just love i just love the idea because i thought it would be fairly conventional i mean the, the, the thing is is that i didn't I, I like the first gremlins film um but i'm not I'm not mad for it sort of thing. Um, it, it, it's fine in, in my books. But with this one, I just it was just so many things I didn't expect. Just the whole sort of um, <laughs> kind of uh, satire of 80s capitalism, which again, I just did not think would be a thing. No. Um, it, it's very much sort of Robocopy in that sort of yeah. that sort of vibe. Um, even though it was sort of like, you know, tail end of the 80s, it was always the 1990s, so it was, it was just coming out of that era. Um, yeah. And just <laughs> just to see and so many so many places it goes, and just to end on a, like a massive party of gremlins on the bottom floor, just singing, yeah. is it New York, New York? Or from Frank they, trick them, they trick them, they trick them, don't they? They make yeah. them think that it's night outside, right? The, <laughs> yeah, the big yeah. things up, and it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're gonna trick them into thinking it's it's night and then that kind of goes tits up and then they uh spray them all don't they with the water and then electrocute yeah. them yeah <laughs> and that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much it said it <laughs> but you know how does uh so gizmo his owner dies yep yeah mm. so he's picked up i can't remember how we ended up at that lab well, it's because they, the yeah, the they were, yeah, because they were, yeah, well, they were essentially gentrifying the area, weren't they? So they they smashed through the building, and then like the two people who worked in the lab of the of the skyscraper, who were but uh, twins or something, weren't they? And then they just, oh, they were great. I mean, as well. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, I think from the moment we saw the, the twins was the moment it was like, okay, this is going to be this is going to be this is going to be weird. I think this is going to be more absurd than <laughs> than, than ever before. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, that's how he was picked up. I. I very much relate th- these the two films, Gremlins One and Gremlins Two, to how I feel exactly about Child's Play One and Child's Play Two, mm-hmm. because I think that obviously they're very different, but I think that the first films in those franchises were very subtle and were very, you know, like with the first one, they have some comedic scenes where they kill Gremlins as the person with the chair who goes up the staircase and gets flung out, but overall it's very much like builds up and sets it up to be more tense and creepy and then the second one kind of takes it in a direction where it's like well we've got the concept people get it let's just just go all out and just throw anything we can have it go like batshit i mean there's a there's a gremlin if i remember that is like a vegetable gremlin yeah he has tomatoes <laughs> growing out of him, he? <laughs> he has tomatoes <laughs> growing out of him it's and also and uh, there's a, there's another <laughs> what's the other and there's a there's a female gremlin that gets introduced yeah yeah he's trying to seduce uh, cl- clamp i think i don't know yeah oh, no not clamp the other the, the guy yeah, who's the a, main conflict yeah. guy who just wants to oppose i can't remember his and, name and and i swear and i swear if i remember correctly the gremlin succeeds and then he just goes with it yeah, yeah. it's all yeah. a bit weird at the end <laughs> isn't it <laughs> 
<laughs> I bet you on set they were just it's literally like, like they were filming it. Just looking <laughs> filming at it and went, oh, like, maybe, yeah. Yeah, ain't yeah. bad at all. Yeah, it's so good. But that's another thing is that you can always you can always have these <laughs> ridiculous, bizarre ideas on paper. But the fact, you know, the effort that must have gone into making these prosthetic or you know whatever material they Pu- are, yeah, puppets, puppets. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's another thing. The, the puppetry is amazing in 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 this film. Just like yeah. all round, just just excellent, and it was just sort of. <laughs> it's just I, I just imagined like how much how much work must have got I mean even that wow. final scene where they're all you know dancing just imagine how much effort and I really love that just like so much effort into making you know a trillion stupid jokes it's just oh it's great love it well the, yeah, the, uh, my... the stupid one when he became a gremlin that was um, is that the right words to you I could use something else I suppose but like the real stupid gremlin, he looked amazing yep. when they done him. His eyes going round yeah. and oh yeah. wow. And he looked he, <laughs> yeah. he looked big as well, actually. Mm. They, they, they think... all have, they all have different personalities. Yeah. Like which is what makes them, I think, so memorable. Because that's what I mean. The first one took it more where it was like these are gremlins and they just they all kind of not do the same thing, but they're all very similar and all that. But whereas this one just took it in such a direction where it's like, this is the one, like the bat. The bat one, like for me, <laughs> is just <laughs> gets injected by the smart one, and it's like, oh yeah, we need to we need to evolve and like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to know who voiced that. Is there a, is it someone famous who voiced the smart gremlin as oh, well? Because point. the voice is really recognizable, but I don't know if it's just someone putting on like a oh okay kind of yeah, voice, yeah. Yeah. or if it is actually like a. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure. Maybe it's just me being stupid, but... Well, no, yeah, but I know what you mean. It has that kind of... Yeah, that those tones are very... I, I thought they sounded familiar as well. But, um, but, but yeah, but well, I think the credits up. came up. And... Yeah, and I, I can't see anything that I particularly know. No, it must just be somebody then who's just doing Tony like... Randall. A, a... Tony Randall. Tony mm. Randall. I've heard of Tony Randall. But apparently they wanted... Oh, the guy who played... The original Pennywise, um, uh, Tim Curry. Yeah, yeah, they wanted him, but I think he was doing it at the time, so couldn't mm. do it. So that had been quite yeah. interesting. Um, but there, but there's also like an appearance from it was it's so, it's so great again, just great just to have a kind of self reflexive aspect to this film. They had the critic um, Leonard Matlin, who <laughs> um, I mean, even he's still going strong. He's he's a, you yeah. know quite a famous American critic who. Um, pretty much like laid into the first gremlins film when that came out and just the sort of genius idea of just getting him <laughs> onto thing to have like you know ebert uh, siskel and ebert type show of just like and then this is this is gremlins this is how shit it is and then they yeah. what they, they they strangle him with the celluloid or something don't they yeah and it's something like that. <laughs> just <laughs> genius loved it that is i think that's the main concept about the film though is that it knows what it is completely mm. like it doesn't it never at times tries to be something where it's like oh like the stakes are high and you feel that 
but then it's not in a way where you'd sit there like on the edge of your seat being like oh my god but yeah. you, it's just it's so fun that by the end of it each concept that they bring in to try and stop them or as it gets progressively worse is just hilarious i was also wondering um because it obviously um like throughout kind of takes takes the piss out of the very idea of movie sequels and um mm. obviously there there are um e- examples afterwards like scream 2 and you, you know that they pretty much try and um like satirize the very idea and try and take the piss out of itself and then much later on 22 jump street does the same thing um but it, it, i was sort of wondering whether it was it it was one of the first of its kind to do that where it just mm. it just took to because i can't remember like earlier than 1990 of, of a film doing that just taking piss out of the fact that it's a sequel well this is what i mean by like child's play too like it doesn't so much go as far as gremlins too like it doesn't um so it does, it's not doesn't self-reference itself as being a sequel but mm. for me i find it's very similar in tone because it takes that character who was very subtle until the end third act and just kind of goes nah we'll make the whole film this because that's what people liked and they just go crazier with the concept but mm. yeah no i'd agree with you i think it i i can't think of a film that comes to mind where i go okay i mean there's films that do that like mars attacks is one that jumps mm. to my mind yeah, but that, yeah that's that's about it as well uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i put that in the same ballpark as this film where it just takes the concept and goes <laughs> yeah <laughs> let's, let's go with it yeah i hadn't watched it for a long long time and it and then it, i don't know if i found it annoying or not because obviously it is what it is and it makes no sense I think someone might be coming um but like the things like the t-shirts there was a scene that I glimpsed, and some of the gremlins had a T-shirt on, that had Gizmo with cross through it. And it's just, it, I was just thinking, how did they get all these T-shirts made and all this stuff? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I was, like, yeah. I was, I was just struggling. But well, maybe there's some gremlins with a T-shirt factory, and they make, you know, but it all happened so quickly, didn't it? It literally, <laughs> they were only there. I love the idea that you're trying to make it even more absurd <laughs> to make it make sense. Yeah, I, want, I want it. Every, that's the thing. That's what I do. I'm trying, trying to work it out. I, how are they doing this? Not that the directors just don't care. It's just, well, that's what we're going to do. And that's what, you know, I, I do try yeah. and make sense of stuff. Um, the whole Hulk Hogan thing and that, I was like, what? The, <laughs> yes. now, 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 now people are watching this film and they're actually in it, but we know at the end of the film they're not. I don't, it doesn't... Yeah. It, well, it sets the tone, doesn't it? Right yeah, at the beginning yeah, with the just, animation, it, yeah, yeah, it that sets it up as completely. Lo- I was like, Looney is this what tunes? they used to do in movies, where they just played mm. a bit of Looney Tunes after before every Warner Brothers movie? <laughs> I was <laughs> like, what? What's going on? But yeah, yeah I, I think it sets the tone though, because it kind of sets you up to what to expect. I mean, there's like there's aspects of this film that when you think about them, you're like, Jesus. Again, on paper, even reading that, you'd be like, right, like they have a whole subsection where Gizmo's basically just getting bullied completely and then turns into rambo yeah yeah Yeah. it turns into like a mini rambo (laughs) has a bow and like again it's you hear it and you think what but then you watch it and you think damn that was executed quite well he he watched about 10 seconds of rambo and (laughs) was fully trained you know green beret basically and like, it's like Rambo, wasn't it? He was tortured behind enemy lines. Yeah, was he? Was he put pulling Velcro off him or something? What were they? Were they doing something like they that? Put, 
Yeah, they put them on a train track, don't they? Like, <laughs> like a little sure train they were ripping Falker off him. Poor little thing. Um, <laughs> and he was down for quite a while after they that after he got hit by the train. Mm. But, <laughs> incredible. It's film. so. It's so. I, yeah, I think that that and the first one together just are so. The bat as well. Perfectly. The bat yeah. as well. I was fully expecting. Right, he's he's gone out the bat. Fine water. No, no. Right. <laughs> what what he does, he he goes and attacks some the guy from the first one. For some reason, out of everyone, he he picks him, and then gets covered in concrete. Which I, I'm sure concrete's got water in. Um, but like, <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, I completely forgot about that, doesn't it? Like, so, it sits up and then freezes with the concrete. Yeah, oh, he God, flies God. up there and then becomes a gargoyle or whatever, doesn't he? he you know. Yeah, I'm yeah, trying so to flies up, flap, yeah. flaps, tries to get it up, and, and then freezes. And I didn't find that that believable. Do you know what I mean? I could <laughs> just... the whole premise of this film. Yeah, this yeah. just doesn't make sense. Like, you know, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, I can imagine because, because like, wasn't there, there, there was a thing in like I don't know. I think this is in like the silent comedy era where I think this was like Chaplin and Laurel and Hardy and stuff, where they'd hire a guy just to get drunk and just to write ridiculous um, sort of stories or chapters in, in like, like situations in which these, mm. you know, comedy characters can, can sort of um, endure. And I wonder if they've done a similar thing here where they've just, they've just, I don't know, gathered around the table, got absolutely pissed and thought, oh, you, you know what, this will, this, this will be a good idea. And then they're all laughing yeah. and it's, yeah, and it's, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, uh... It would explain a lot. It would explain the different gremlins as well. Like I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if they literally just went around the room like, Name me something. Uh, a vegetable gremlin. Love it. Name me something. Uh, one that flies. A bat. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. It. go for it. <laughs> but they're, they're making a third one, aren't they? Yeah. There's I mean, talks I d- that they're going to yeah, do a there, third there's, one. It, it's, it's, you know, on IMDb, it says in development. So whatever that means. Um, what do you think? What do you, what, what do you think, though? Like, so <sighs> if, they, if they said we're making one, which direction do you take that film? Because you've done the kind of like midway. You've done the balls to the wall just batshit crazy so what do you do with the third one do you I, go even more crazy or I'll do you it take a it in a horror I'll give it the blow oh, don't give it a yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't get James Wan on it please <laughs> <laughs> I mean but this is the thing is that you know Joe Dante didn't make any more Gremlins after Gremlins 2 because I think he was just he just didn't want to be a part of it anymore because that, that was it so uh, having a Gremlins 3 almost like goes against the point that he was making with Gremlins yeah. 2. It's sort of unless they made Gremlins 3 just like incredibly serious <laughs> like as, as serious yeah. as you can get and then that's like that's like the difference between all of them. I'm just I become I'm just no, no, it becomes like the Suspiria remake. Oh, <laughs> no. It's set in Cold War Berlin and it just becomes it's just that it's just them trying to cope with it. <laughs> my my worry is that they do something like and again I I do want to see this film. I still haven't seen it yet, but like with the new Ghostbusters Afterlife film from what mm. like I've heard about that, I wouldn't be surprised if they take it in a direction like that where they're like, "Oh, do you remember the Gremlins?" like mm. all very nostalgic. But then half of me is like, I think you just got to go both. I think you make it really like horror, mm. but then you add the comedy that goes in, you know, kind of like what Cabin in the Woods did. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, where it was so self-referential and it was so... It had gore and it had violence and it was had horror elements, but at the same time, it was a it was a comedy. Yeah, like with it with what happened. Maybe do that, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if you can top Gremlins two with how. No, but but I, but I reckon it was one of those. It's one of those things, right? Where you know, obviously, loads of sort of eighties nostalgia stuff is 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 has been coming out for years. But it's just probably that thing where you know, loads of executives are like round the table, just said, "Well, what came came out in the eighties? Oh yeah, uh, well, there's yeah. Ghostbusters. Okay, we do, do Ghostbusters. Uh, well, good Gremlins. What about Gremlins? That was that was good. That was well received. Yeah. That's what we should try that. Probably without even watching the film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Oh, it probably CGI as well. I. I, no. You know, <laughs> CGI gremlins instead of. Oh, you know, that'd be terrible. Gremlins. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mind. I don't. I don't mind if it's a gremlin because I know. Well, obviously, it was stop motion. I believe it was stop motion with like the bat mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. But I don't mind if it's something that serves the plot, where it's like we physically can't make this. We'll use a bit. But I agree with you. I feel like they'd be like, "How do we cut costs? Like, how do we just make this so easy so we can get yeah. it out?" And it's like all CGI, maybe a close up of Gizmo, but we'll make him CGI as well. Yeah, I know. His dance scene was wonderful with the twins as well. I thought that was amazing. That just made me laugh. I enjoyed oh, that. I very, keep forgetting very realistic. little bits. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved it, and they keep changing the music. Don't yeah. they? They're like, yeah, they like the song. Like, they're both like this. It's just amazing. And, and Christopher Lee's just looking at him like, "What the? <laughs> you know what I mean? But it, it has like even just thinking about that. Then like it has there as much as it takes the piss, and it is just so over the top there are moments in it just like the first one where they're quite like heartwarming like that little from the first one where gizmo does that bloody um that th- that like humming thing with his mouth and it's like a tune i don't yeah d- mm. like to me like those little things that they carry them over it, they still like you can tell the person and people who were involved in making this clearly cared but just i don't know how you'd word it they didn't care but they cared. Yeah, yeah. They cared. They cared a lot about not caring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were like, it has, it has to still meet point A, B, and C. Yeah. But who gives? Who gives a shit? <laughs> but it's just that. Yeah, I just like that level of dedication. It's like you know, with the. It, it reminded me a lot of. Um, like how, how Monty Python approached their movies and stuff. Because even though, you know, Monty Python did make, you know, actual narrative uh, storylines and films, there were just points where they just didn't, they just said, let's just put a, a spaceship in the middle of um, biblical times. And yeah. just uh, Yeah, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> I, I just love that kind of, that approach, because it's almost like... Yeah. It's you know it, it it's always it's very rebellious I think and I love that kind of re- re- rebellious sort of attitude in 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 film it's great. Just speaking about Monty Python for thirty seconds because mm. me and my dad we 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 love like literally every every yeah, episode yeah, so you can think yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's so iconic. <laughs> I um my favorite Monty Python s- sketch is the I, I you probably have seen it. Uh, that is the one where it's like on the moors with that house and all those like elderly go go there and they have like dinner together and the grim reaper just shows yeah, up yeah 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 and it's and it's like and it's like <laughs> what killed you it points to the fish and it's like yeah, yeah. old someone is like oh, salmon moose that's it that's it it's like and then as they're leaving it's just you hear that one person go like i didn't have salmon <laughs> 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 oh, just I, I wish I wish there was 
I wish there was more content like that on TV, like there were, like mm. that sort of um, build up of humor. Like, you know, like you've got like sketches and stuff. You get a lot of that on YouTube, and I know like people do it a lot, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean you get some. I mean, you get like, like I think, um, uh, what's his face and what's his face? Uh, uh, Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer did a series a few years ago called House of Fools, which is very yeah, much yeah. of that same kind of absurd flavor. Um, if you haven't like, seen it, you should watch Dark Place. Yeah, yeah, you, watch, you bring you it up a lot. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen yeah. it yet, but yeah, yeah, oh, I'll, I'll it's on. It's on Prime, and I mm. think even if it's, I don't know if it's like with Prime, but you yeah. can watch the episodes on YouTube because they are just mm. all on there. But watch that because I imagine you'll watch the first episode and cry because <laughs> it is, it is, it's all the lot from like the IT crowd yeah. and like other other series. It's just and and Kev, you'd love it as well because it's. It's so, it's so so like again. It it's trying to take the piss out of old horrors, like mm. old TV style horrors. It's, honestly, I couldn't recommend it highly to anyone who <laughs> oh, wants just oh, a good just laugh. That down. I'll give that a go. Definitely. Um. So we chatted for half hour about this. I thought my boy was going to come in, but he hasn't. So never mind. Um, might come to bed. But. Well, maybe I'll put someone on air or get them on at another time. Um, mm. Shall we kind of rate this bonus? Mm-hmm. Um, Jess yeah. was going to send me some it, and she hasn't. So I'd like to know what she thought about it. I'm sure she did watch it yesterday. Shall we all guess? Shall we all guess? <laughs> I'm going to say that Jess will give this a... I think it should go eight. I think it'll be <laughs> eight so. out of ten. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably say maybe. six as well. Do you I'm think so? Sure. Okay. I don't know. Right. It, it's hard to it's hard to predict, Jess. I'm only thinking I'm only thinking that only because I think it's I think it's such a funny film mm. that I think that most would take away from just the comedy aspect alone. But yeah. maybe not. I mean I don't I don't know. Mm. I can imagine I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I'd say I'm gonna stick with eight. Oh, Beric he came in and he didn't come in. What's going on? My son was at the door and then decided not to come in. Oh. Oh. I, just, I just checked my camera footage. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had a bleep earlier and I was like, but you didn't come in, Wally. Um, so I'm going to give it seven. Um, it's okay. It's fun. It's confusing. I probably took it a little bit too seriously, I think, when I watched it. Um, my son certainly didn't get it. Um, he didn't enjoy it as much as the first one. There were there were certain scenes, but it wasn't. No, he loved the uh, gremlin in the microwave and the blender and things from the, from mm. the first one. He found that amazing. Um, so this one he didn't rate as well. So maybe he needs. That was his first watch though. So um, maybe he needs to watch it again. But yeah, <laughs> I'm going to give it seven. So Larry, I. I'd give it a solid eight. Yeah, I, 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 I really like. It. I mean, I would go higher. The only reason, not comparing to other films that I know I watch more, but I think if I'm sitting down and watching these, I think, yeah, it's definitely an eight. Just because I think that and the first one, they're different enough that you can enjoy both of them for different reasons. Yeah, and I think as we've said in the, in the podcast today, I think that it it kind of knows what it is. 
but it doesn't just half-ass it. Like everything that goes into it is very well done. Like we said, the puppeteering, the the effects, the acting, uh, the comedy, and yeah, I think yeah, I think it's a solid eight. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I think I I I think it just scrapes an eight for me. Um, because it, 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 I I. I really enjoyed it, and um, but it's but it's, it's one of those things where I wonder, I wonder if I'd enjoy it as much the second time because I think I think the key with that film and in, with enjoying it is just not knowing where the hell it was going to go next, um, and I I really enjoyed that aspect of it, and I but I wonder if a, a second watch with knowing everything in advance um, whether I would um, like it as much, but I I really enjoyed it, so I'll, I'll go with an eight. That's pretty good, then. So we look at it, probably, probably seven, eight, yeah, mm. easy. So that's that's pretty good, pretty good, really. Mm-hmm. Entertaining. Yes. Yep. Um, confusing, but yeah, <laughs> seven or eight. Very much so, so, shall we move on to what we watched this week? What have you been watching? Oh, seriously, what have you been watching? Right. Oh no, it's going again! (laughs) (laughs) Zencaster, damn you! (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, it's meant to make things easier. I was sure it was easier when I was mixing it myself, honestly. (laughs) Um, I talk about. There's a couple of films I watched from my little one. It'd be nice he was here to talk about them but um i just finished watching a film called the strings on shudder um bit of an odd one i only put it on because there's a girl in it um who uses synthesizers and things and i've got all that and 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 she writes songs and it was it was quite interesting premise at first um and she goes away i think she's in a band and she's doing her own solo stuff um lots of synths set up and all that stuff and she sings, and she goes to this house on her own um, to mix. And she meets with a girl, and um, anyway, I'm not going to give it away, but it, it, it's it's a bit a bit weird. Um, I wouldn't watch it again. It would be a three or four, I would say. <laughs> the music's good at, at times, but I, I honestly can't tell you what happens with her and the girl and things. Is that confuses me at the end anyway, but it would totally ruin the film for you because not that much happens in it, to be honest. Um, they show her occasionally in the shower or walking on the beach. It's just quite odd, and she drinks a lot of alcohol. So, yeah, I wouldn't bother. The strings on Shudder. Um, a favourite film that I revisit every couple of years of mine is a film called Hotel Paradiso, um, which is based on the bottom program pretty much you must have seen it guys rick mel uh, I, well, I, 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 I know of bottom but i have yeah i haven't seen hotel so basically seen. it's those two characters um in a film slightly different names i think i think one of them's got a different name um running a hotel and the rick mel character richie is a complete pervert and very very odd if you've ever seen bottom you know what i mean and and it's very slapstick and Heads getting smashed in fridge doors and all that type of stuff. Um, it's in- incredibly stupid and unbelievable, um, but it makes me laugh. It's—I um, don't think it did very well at the cinema, um, 
but I loved it. I, I, I do, and I love Bottom. I grew up on the young ones, and I grew up on Bottom and those type of programs. Kind of, you don't believe any of it. It's quite violent, but not violent. If you know what I mean, you know it's not real. Um, yeah. But that, that kind of stuff. Um, I watched Ghostbusters the original. My boy wanted to watch it, so we revisited that, and it's actually really good, isn't it? Um, really good. I really like the sequel as well. I like, I, music, love, I love both of them. Some of the music I don't like as much. I think that's not aged as well. But it is fun. And there's things, again, that don't make sense. they got all these ghosts locked up. And why release? Why turn off the power? <laughs> why turn, You're asking for trouble, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? I was, I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, turn the power off. Nothing's going to happen. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> so that, it all goes wrong from there. There was no need for all that. Stupidity. Um, and me and the boy watched The Goonies, which is mental, and I, I love that film. That's very funny. Um, I don't know what you think of The Goonies. Is that I know something? what Lawrence thinks of The Goonies. <laughs> right. You may not like it, but I just I, I find it very funny. Um, I think Cal- I know mine's, Corey Feldman's mine's, great. Mine's, mine's a controversial opinion because everyone likes the goonies well my, i don't my, think yeah it's not yeah. a bad film i don't it's like i will just state i don't think it's a bad film i don't think i think it's really well made and the acting's great in it whatever just for me personally i grew up watching indiana jones and that was my go-to like those three films and i'd watched them so much and then i watched the goonies probably a, i guess a bit later than most people would have and I just watched it and was like, oh, not only do I find it a little bit just odd, but I just go like, oh, it's just Indiana Jones, but just tailored differently. And it just doesn't with do youngsters, it isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's what it is, isn't it? It's a, yeah. Again, it's a good, well-made film. And I understand its popularity. It's but just, it's not for me. The Fratellis are amazing, isn't it? You know, I think that little family is amazing. The mum, amazing. Mm-hmm. The acting is great. Yeah. The acting is so, great. When it, you said when you said the Fratellis, I thought I thought you I, I thought you were talking about the band. I was, yeah, I was yeah. like, well, they're amazing they as well. Oh, they're, they're great. They're great. It took, my, yeah, it took me a while. To <laughs> that is the band. Mm. You know, it's not. Did, like they that. do Chelsea Dagger, didn't they? Yeah, they the did. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chelsea, what a song! What a song! <laughs> anyway, that's a bit about what I've watched this week. Um, you in? Yeah, well, I've I've watched a few things this week. I mean, the the major thing that came out, um, I suppose, on TV was the new Beatles documentary, um, organised by Peter Jackson. Uh, he went to he went to the like private archives that haven't been uncovered in about fifty years of them rehearsing for their um, their famous concert on the rooftop, which proved to be their last ever performance. Um, but I have to say, I was bored a lot of the time <laughs> during the documentary because it's it's funny because Peter Jackson gets accused a lot of um, uh, doing things that are really really long. So uh, which I which I've never really minded, even with like The Hobbit and stuff. I've 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 been fine with their run times, and I've always enjoyed what he's done. But with this, it's so many hours of them of the Beatles which you know obviously iconic and I like the Beatles and they're great but just to watch them just endlessly plucking away um and just sort of 
trying different things and you know that's that's cool for about half an hour but the first episode is two and a half hours the second episode is close to three hours and the third episode is about two hours 20 so they're being a bit more prudent <laughs> with that one um but it was Jesus. um it's it's just it's just so long but there are moments where you're where you're watching it and you can sort of notice the sort of because this was done that it was filmed in 1969 so this was just before there's the year before they they broke up so there are moments when you can see like certain conflicts going on, like Paul clearly doesn't like Yoko Ono and George Harrison actually leaves the band halfway through the rehearsals and before he comes back. And those sorts that, that sort of stuff is actually really interesting, but it's, it's, it's so many hours of just watching them practice. And it's just like, and, and you see the poor, the poor partners. So like, like Linda McCartney is there it's sort of filmed and so is Yoko Ono and they just they just like sit at the side and they just like watch their watch their boyfriends just playing music I'm just like and at one point Yoko's like sorting through her post and you're just like this is what how I feel I just feel bored and I want something else to do as this is going on but it was it was all right I gave, I gave it three stars for culture so it's not I will bad. watch it yeah I'm gonna, yeah I'm going to I'm a big fan of the Beatles so I'm interested mm-hmm. I've been watching yeah. some of the bits on the clips on YouTube and things um, but yeah. I don't actually have Disney at the moment. Um, I, I stopped subscribing, I think, a month or two ago. So I was mm. just uh, saving, saving it up. Really, I thought I'm not going to watch mm. it. I mean, I'll I mean, back, you know, I'll it's worth watching. It. Yeah, it's worth watching. But it's one of those things where it's like you almost want you always want to watch it to say that you have watched it, rather than you're actually enjoying the experience. <laughs> you know, I endured seven and a half hours of this Beatles documentary. That's that's kind of what <laughs> I'm, what I, the best thing I I came out of it. Um, I also saw House of Gucci, which comes out, uh, which came out on Friday. Um, it, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite good. It's, it's sort of surprising. It's Ridley Scott's new film about the uh, murder of um, Maurizio Gucci, the heir of the, the heir of the Gucci Empire, played by Adam Driver, um, whose, whose um, essentially the character, his assassination was ordered by his ex-wife, who's um, played by Lady Gaga. Um, and it's, it's it's quite an interesting sort of family saga film. Um, very much uh, sort of not as good as Succession, but sort of th- those sorts of wealthy family vibes. Um, it, it it is interesting though because I'm getting quite sort of when I see extreme opulence on on screen now, you know, when people, you know, wealthy people doing wealthy things, it kind of makes me feel a bit sick nowadays. I mean, it used to sort of like it, it used to like. Uh, I used to really like it. Yeah, there was one point where I really, really liked it, but it was that sort of, I don't know, you kind of like, oh, they've got so much wealth and it's it's kind of disgusting. But, but I, th- I think Ridley Scott, I think that's what Ridley Scott is going for. Um, I think he's being not not outwardly satirical, but quite sort of subtly satirical of this of this family. So I think you know it's worth it's worth going to see. Um, I don't think also I, I was quite didn't he didn't didn't he release another film this, this yeah recently and he like took to the internet and was like that's these damn kids on their phones <laughs> yeah so he uh so the last duel came out in october um and uh it didn't do very well at the box office um but i mean to be fair not many films have been doing as well 
uh, as they would have done pre-pandemic because people are just That's, scared yeah. of going to the cinema na- 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 or which more nowadays. Sense. Which makes sense. Which makes sense. And then Ridley Scott <laughs> just took to, yeah, in an interview, uh, I can't remember who with him, I've been the Hollywood Reporter, just saying, mm. oh, it's all these millennials now. Yeah. It's them, yeah. it's them. They they can't conceive of watching anything bigger than a phone screen. <laughs> just like, come it's, on, you are 80, yeah. fair enough, but it's like still. But yeah. Just just seemed like kind of a jab at something where i don't think that's the main cause <laughs> yeah yeah i know yeah exactly um i've also been watching a few other things like uh, wheel of time i started um on amazon which is based on the robert jordan fantasy series uh, another weird one because it's like it's very derivative of like lord of the rings and stuff like there are places like called like the mountains of mist and and, <laughs> and, and so and you're like you're, it's kind of weird because obviously tolkien was very careful with his language in that misty mountains the mountains are misty quite mysterious yeah. and quite interesting you know mountains of mist i mean it's just such an annoying uh, because it, it, it all that signifies to me is that these mountains are made of mist, oh, mist. <laughs> it's just, just ridiculous. the mountains of mist um, and i and i actually read the first book like like 10 years or so ago and it's it's fine um uh, but it, yeah there's this kind of is that weird what it's about, weird, really it's about a, a misty mountain no, no, that's not that's not what it's about. But it's about it's the it's, whole it's, plot. It's essentially so a chosen. Like, don't go up there. It's a bit misty up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah you'll yeah, get yeah. you're, you're getting lost. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's essentially a sort of chosen. It's, it's essentially a sort of chosen one narrative. So okay. that out of like these four people in this small village, there's one chosen one that's going to stop you know the dark one, and you know, but very sort of traditional. But I'm actually sort of kind of enjoying it. It's that sort of thing where it's like something to put on when you uh, again sort of a mindless thing where you just like just something to put on it'll be quite you know it's quite fun but again as i say just so much to, to and they, they've they even copied like um galadriel's speech speech at the beginning of lord of the rings slightly but they slightly altered it so mm. it's like legend turned to myth and i'm just like oh, everyone knows that you're yeah. copying and pasting come on do Look, something lord, lord of the <laughs> lord of the rings is so big and so popular and so well done that when some when any sort of other material tries to even just just use little bits you mm. can go oh lord of the rings yeah it's like but, star wars as well but this is the weird thing is that it's because it's amazon it's amazon's first big fantasy series um you know it's like 10 million dollars an episode or something and it's in sort of preparation for their own lord of the rings prequel series which is coming out next year and you sort is of that, want... a pre- that is a prequel series yeah so the lord of the rings is set in the second age of middle earth right um yeah yeah and that's that that's going to i mean that reportedly that's the most expensive tv show ever to be produced at you know something like 40 million dollars an episode or something just Ooh. absolutely ridiculous but it's i've only seen of, one screenshot of it yeah i think that's the one that everyone's seen like the landscape yeah. but you're sort of worrying because i mean bezos is just wanting to sort of climb onto the sort of game of thrones hype and just wanting to to do so i i do worry because with wheel of time it kind of tries to do game of thrones as well like it has all the blood all the sex and stuff but i mean to give it credit it's it's a bit more it's less rapey <laughs> let's let's just say that it's a bit more and it's a bit more equal in terms of men and women and it's a bit more diverse so that, that it has that those things going for i've only seen three episodes so it might it might get better and better as it, it goes on might change it might change it up and just do a 180 <laughs> on you <laughs> yeah maybe maybe yeah yeah um also, uh, Dope Sick, which is on Disney Plus, which is a, a, a quite—I'll uh, cover this briefly—but it's like uh, um, it's Michael Keaton, Rosario Dawson, uh, Will Poulter's in there as well, um, 
and it's and Caitlin Deaver, and it's about the um, opioid crisis in America, where this um, company called uh, Purdue, Purdue, a big pharma company, basically sold this drug, um, which was meant to be like almost like ibuprofen, where it's 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 it solves like uh, sort of moderate long term pain, um, but they advertised it as being not addictive at all, or less than one percent addictive, uh, but actually it's really really addictive, um, and so they sort of like it's one of those sort of benefiting from, you know. Um, uh, people's uh, addictions sort of situation. Um, it's, it's really good. Again, only three episodes in so far, but it's um, but that's a good one. Also, I mean, and Lawrence, you, you'll probably have more to say than Snyder, but um, I watched uh, Hawkeye, um, mm. which I was actually quite surprised by. I, I, I think I only, I think I only went in to watch it because of Haley Steinfeld, because Haley Steinfeld is, a, I mean, as well as being like you know, it, 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 she's also just such a great. And charismatic performer, I think. I mean, if you saw her in um, a Zappa TV Plus series called Dickinson, where she is incredible mm. in it. I mean, no, not enough people have seen it, but it's she's she plays um, Emily Dickinson, the, the poet. Um, and and here, I mean, she hasn't got as much of her charisma because I mean, I, I think again, we're just sort of going into it really. But I think she's still really, really good in it. And I I actually didn't expect to have as much fun as I did watching the first two episodes. It, it kind of reminded me of I, for some reason a lot of people don't really like the Marvel Netflix um, series like Jessica Jones and Daredevil. But I was kind of reminded of um, I don't know Jessica Jones went went downward after sort of it, during season two, but season one of Jessica Jones I thought was quite solid, and it kind of reminded. Mm. Reminded me of that that kind of sort of slightly noirish kind of investigative drama, but you know, with um, uh, what's his name, Jeremy Renner's character um, in there, sort of acting as a kind of mentor. Um, I think that's a kind of a thing with it. a lot of the Marvel products now is that it's kind of like giving way to the next generation kind of thing, um, and that's quite yeah. that's quite interesting. But no, I, I enjoyed that. Nice, nice. You watched a bit more of me. Larry, uh, uh, mine's pretty cutthroat because I only watched two other films. Um, but yeah, I watched Hawkeye. Uh, I completely agree. I think it's good. I think what's nice about the Hawkeye series is um, it's where we've come like from WandaVision, Loki, you know, even the Captain America. Uh, well, <laughs> what was it called again? Uh, Falcon, Falcon and the, the Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Whoops, sorry for everyone about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been out for a while now, so yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, they're all great. I th- what I like about this one is it feels more grounded. Mm. Like, um, it kind of has come away from that, like, uh, oh, we're in space, we're in, we're in this weird, weird kind of Marvel-esque stuff. I like the fact how it's dealing with somebody who just wants to kind of get on with their life. Mm. And then you've got someone else who's such a big fan um i'm wondering if they'll go down the comic book routes with it that's the only thing because there's like from the first episode there's some things through the dialogue that are very for people who have read the comics on the nose which are like oh okay are they gonna do that um so it'll be interesting but i won't say that until like we get to the end of the series um so the only two the only two other films i watched which were both a24 is i watched climax because i brought it up on the last podcast, great film. Great film. I rewatched that and was like, "Yes, we should definitely do that on this podcast." Yeah, <laughs> it's such a good film. Point. I loved it. I love it. Yeah, I literally recommended it last time just because it's um, it's quite it's very brutal and psychologically, um, 
I don't know what the word would be, but testing, I guess. Mm. But it's such a good premise, and I like how it's done and how it's laid out. Um, I need to watch. And that. yes, I would, I would recommend it highly. What's it's it just, on? it's a. Uh, it was on Netflix for a bit, but I think they've taken it off. Okay, mm. I'm not sure. I, I couldn't take. Um, I've, I've, I, I own it, so I watched it just on DVD. Um, then the second one I watched was Lamb. Ooh, oh, I want to see that. That's on it's my not, list. Yeah, it's not. It's mm. coming out in. I think it's coming out in the UK in December sometime. Maybe December tenth. Yep. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Been, I, I didn't mean to look, reveal your illegal activities. No. <laughs> it's been on. It's been more my tally for a couple of months. I think. Unless you're trying to remember talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hang on. <laughs> no, just on. Re- oh, <laughs> on record, I was uh, on record. Yeah, I was on sort festival. <laughs> um, no, yeah. So, so it was it was really good. That's it was the, really it's, good. It's, it's like based. Uh, I'm not sure. If it's based. It's based in Iceland, or it's from an Icelandic director yes, or something. So, yeah. So, well, so the premise. The premise is, and I'll try and not give too much away. But I mean, the trailer kind of does give you the main premise mm. of it. So apologies if you have it. Just as a verbal and visual warning to anyone who hasn't heard of it and wants to. Oh, oh sorry, if you've heard of it but not watched the trailers or stuff, maybe just don't listen to this bit. Um, but yeah, essentially, there's a couple who live quite far out by themselves and. It's very much insinuated that they've they've lost something in their lives. It's very kind of doing the day to day, um, and yeah. Long story short, because there's things that I can't bring up because it would spoil stuff. But long story short, a sheep gives birth to a lamb, and the lamb is very much half human, half lamb. So it has a a lamb head. A lamb arm. Is this based in Wales? Has... Or is... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I could... <laughs> I could... Uh, it's, I could is, go, is it? I could... But made no, in it's, no, it's, it's, language. Is that, is... Yeah. No, it's... it's, um, it's there are... I, I maybe afterwards, if you want to hear it after the podcast, can talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Because yeah, it yeah, would yeah. just spoil the whole thing. You don't want to say but too much. Yeah. L- long story short, they this lamb gives birth as uh, this lamb this sheep gives birth to this lamb and they start caring these couple starts caring for this lamb as if it were a child um and that's all i can really say because that's the premise can it talk? but there's so uh no okay. it can't like it 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 understands that's a bit more believable everything then. yeah yeah it's a lot well, more no, believable uh, <laughs> I think you'll watch it. I think you'll watch it, and maybe like so. So, has he got the head so, of a, a human? It's a, it's a, it's a, or it's a girl, I believe. Body of a human and the head of a lamb. Body, one of the arms, one of the arms. Oh, is okay, a, it's a bit of a, bit and, of a mixture, and has and has the head of a lamb. But oh, okay. um, it's weird because the one thing I will give the film, which is, and I will say now, I gave it um a ten out of ten. Okay. Uh, it kind of for me personally, like uh, it doesn't. It doesn't for me beat Lighthouse, but I was like, this is on par. Like this is in mm. the same for me. 
because there were literal moments while watching it where I had to remind myself, like they would call it. Um, I think I, I can't remember the name of the lamb. I want to say it's Anya, something like that. Larry. It's something. No, no Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Larry. <laughs> Get in here. But no. But is it a female, there were, it's a female there... lamb? Is it? Yes. Okay. Because yes. there, there, and there are there are moments where you act like you forget and you view at least for me like you don't you know it's obviously not human straight up but it the way they present it is very clever but it's just i would recommend it highly because uh the last 10 minutes of the film just decide to just go like like if you had dials they just turn them up to 11 and they're just like is it a horror film and it's well, this is what I'd say. It's presented as a horror film, okay. but ninety-five percent of it is not a horror. It's more so psychological could, and thriller. Whereas the last ten minutes, yeah. kind of then just go, <laughs> "Here you go," and you're just <laughs> watching it like. And and there is, um, I don't know if people really want, want to know this, but there's a lot of there's a there's a big fair bit of dick imagery at the end. <laughs> yeah we enjoy that on this see. podcast yeah. we love <laughs> i just i wasn't expecting it we for love what was happening in the so, uh, scene yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for what was happening in the scene it just kind of is there right yeah. we're doing and... this one and anyway next year this <laughs> will be an episode lamb yeah 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 so when it when it comes it's out a, it's a sh- in the uk i know it's just a sh- <laughs> Yeah, so, we're, so, so we're if, if you were able, if you were able to get to those festivals and watch it, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I did, yeah, 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 then you know, in Wales, and, and, yeah. you know, in yeah. Wales, in Wales, yeah, yeah I, th- I think it's coming out on the, <laughs> I think it's coming out on the tenth of December. Well, <laughs> well I, I do it then. Sure we might well. do it in a couple of weeks, whatever. Once we can all yeah, watch I it, just, we'll do it. I wasn't sure as well because. Um, when I watched the trailer, there was I didn't know that it was going to have a release. I thought it was just kind of like... I knew it was having a release at Sundance Film Festival and all that, and they usually do release them way down the line. But just similar to The Lighthouse, Suspiria was another one. Mm. Um, there's one more that I can't remember, but there was a few, there's usually A24S style films. Yeah, yeah. Kind of don't go, okay, this is its release in cinema. They kind of go, oh, it's got a short release here, then it's not. Yeah. Then possibly a wide release or just straight to streaming. Yeah, I so mean that's lamb. What, yeah, I mean that's essentially what like Green Knight did. Where yeah, that's, I, that's, I, that was I think it. That I think it. actually Green Knight was released streaming at, at, yeah. and cinemas yeah. at the same time. Yeah, um, well, because that's that's what confused me and my dad because we we were both like, when is this coming out? We'll have to we'll have to try and see it. And then we ch- were looking on um, Prime and it had the big banner, yeah, yeah. saying like the Green Knight, and we were mm. both just like, oh, it's it's on Prime. But no, yeah, I'd highly recommend it. It just all I'd say is is that if you're if you're not one for the uh, this is gonna be a big st- if you're not one for the yeah. <laughs> you're not one for cocks. No, if you're not one for <laughs> if, if you're not if if you're not if you're not one for um the lighthouse style esque film, mm. then I don't think you'll enjoy it. Yeah. Because it is very similar in that it's very slow. I'm gonna and hate everything it then, aren't I? is <laughs> I well, it's I'm, just every everything is more, end, like, yeah. <laughs> everything is everything is more alluded to. Like it really wants you to focus on every frame and what's going on in the backgrounds of stuff. Where like similar to Lighthouse, I, it's not very cutthroat. Okay. So that's all I'd say. But I think people will enjoy it. I just just a quick one to our Welsh listeners and viewers. 
Um, that was all, <laughs> no. that was all jest. So my apologies. <laughs> nothing, nothing was meant, you know. And apologies to my brother because he lives in Wales. It's <laughs> his whole family I get upset. So uh, yeah, apologies. I don't want to lose all our thousands of Welsh listeners. So uh, anyway, what are we gonna do next week? So on our list, on our list, we've got 30 days of night, which is, uh, Larry. So this is how our brains are thinking at the moment that, um, you know, we were on our Christmas run and as there's snow in it, um, we will do 30 days of night. And it's set near the North Pole, isn't it? And it's near, yeah. yeah. Um, And, and it feels Christmassy. (laughs) Is there any mention of Christmas in it at all? No, no, I don't believe so. If I remember correctly, it's set because it's set in the it's set in the period where um it's the not, the place that they're in has 30, 30 days of just it's no dark sunlight. all the time, isn't it? Mm. I don't know. No, how I that think works. Which is mad, which is mad. Yeah, yeah. Like, But I think I think you're wrong. I, I think vampires love uh, love Christmas. Christmas. Do they yeah, just yeah. go to sleep for thirty days then? <laughs> Or, vampires or uh, the people? No, or they, they, oh no, they no, they they, actual, they, conti- they the humans. Yeah, they continue they continue on. Like most people, um, it does say it does state this at the big, uh, in the film. But yeah. most people there will leave, so they will head away and leave the house for like you know they'll head off to somewhere else, leave the house for the thirty days. But there's like a collective group of people who stay and keep everything going throughout. But they do like it's it's mad because it's you hear it, and you're like. What the f- Fucking imagine thirty days of just pure night. <laughs> you take your... yeah, and that's a real thing. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely crazy. So if you want to follow fire, us, just made up. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to follow us on Twitter? It's the Bones Horror Pod. Uh, Facebook Bones Horror Podcast. Email us at the Bones Horror Pod at gmail dot com. Um, Instagram's Bones Horror Pod as well. I think though Jess has given up on that. I don't know what's going on. Since she's got this job, she's given up on our Instagram account. Um. <laughs> So I might have to do something for that. And so, so if you want your chance to be, <laughs> yeah. So if you, if you... <laughs> yeah. So over in Wales, if you fancy coming over and <laughs> recording a podcast, <laughs> please do. Uh... So, uh, um, so yeah, I think we're going to do one next week. A oh, quick one, Tenter Girl, Steve Bernard. I'm still making my way through it. I am a very slow reader, as I've said before, um, but it's getting madder and madder. So. I think you'd enjoy that, Larry. You should get on it. Tenter girl. Yes. Yeah. This is exactly how it sounds. Um, it is. <laughs> well, a girl with ten- uh, tentacles. <laughs> if you can imagine that. <laughs> you can imagine. I'm really that, worried what I have. Yeah. I'm really worried what I've, great. Yeah, like what I've given what I've given off to give the persona of like you'd love a girl. It's one of those stories that's absolutely <laughs> batshit mad, and you don't know what direction oh, right, it's going okay. in at all. I thought you just um, meant because of the tentacles on a person. No, no, like, no. I'm not saying you like God, tentacles. Like... It's not something you know. You you enjoy. That's what you're drawn towards, but no. no. 
Um, I think it's just an interesting. If it's got tentacles, I'm there. Harry's all over it. So... <laughs> that should be that should be so, your uh, that should be the quote for uh, like the back of H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Not, uh, it's a collection of stories. <laughs> if it's got tentacles, <laughs> if it's got tentacles, then it, I'm there. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be back next week with thirty days of night. Um, thanks for listening. And uh, thanks for all the feedback. And we love you all. And we will see you next week. See you later. Bye.